Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and today I am so excited to be diving into our year in review and feeling into our inspiring visions for 2020. Now, if you're listening to this episode at some time in the future, and maybe it's not even 2020 anymore, it doesn't matter. You can still use everything we're going to talk about today in this episode to review your life, to review your business, and to feel into the next chapter of your beautiful life and business journeys too. So as I record this episode for you all, I am here in my home in Cambodia, in Phnom Penh. It's a beautiful sunny day. I'm feeling really good. I just went and did some weights at the gym, learned that I still am really, really bored being in the gym. So then I came back to my apartment and I just did some yoga and I feel so great. I've had a chat with my mum this morning and now I'm ready to dive into what is honestly one of my favorite things to do or probably my favorite thing to do every year. Like I know that there is so much talk about how these end of year reviews and doing visions and all of this for the year before is BS and there's a lot of people who rebel against it, but I love this and it's been so important, I feel, to the success that I create each year in my business. And I want to explain why I think that is so that I can maybe shift your thinking if you're one of those people rebelling and also let you go forward doing these exercises from a place of intention. So the first thing is The reason to look at your year in review, which just means reflecting on the year that you've created and where you've come from, is so that we can get you into the spirit of celebration. There is so, 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 so much that you have created this year that you will not have even realized or become aware of and certainly not appreciated or celebrated until you take the time to pause and celebrate it all, to remember all of those moments and also celebrate all of the lessons. Otherwise, we miss them, which means that we don't really get to experience or receive the fullness of them. And I don't want that for anyone. I know that you've all created so, so much for yourselves, so much richness and abundance. And remember, abundance begets more abundance. So we're going to go through a review. I'm going to take you through five steps to do in your year in review. And then I'm going to take you through five steps to do to feel into an inspiring vision for yourself for 2020. I'm so excited. So the other reason why we want to do this year in review is because when we move forward into dreaming up anything, to planning up anything and to feeling into something new for ourselves, we want to come from a place of acceptance, accepting that this is where I am right now. Now, I've been talking a lot about the importance of accepting your results over on Instagram. 
If you're not following me, definitely do follow me. I share things over there that I don't share anywhere else. And also, if you're not yet subscribed to my newsletter, also make sure you're following me there and signed up because I also share things that I just don't share anywhere else. For instance, trainings that I do to support you, masterclasses that I run through either the Make a Different Soul Tribe or over on Zoom. And I want you all to have access to these because they're really, really helpful for those of you who are in business, which is most of you. So the other reason that we want to make sure we are accepting where we are is because when we come from this place of acceptance, we come from a place of presence, appreciation, and abundance. If you are hating on where you are right now and the results that you've created this year, if you're thinking, you know what, I should have done more and I didn't, and I'm really upset at myself for doing that, that is not going to help you call in, create and feel into, become that energetic match for the experiences that you want to call in for 2020, for what you want to create in 2020. It means that your brain power, instead of being focused on what the solutions are and what you want to create and thinking outside that box, remember back episode 74. So the previous episode to this one, I've gone through all of these different ways we can expand our freedom. One of those is thinking outside the box and we can't use even our brain power just to do that unless we come from this place of acceptance because all of our attention and brain power is on what we wished we should have done. It's focused on the past. It's focused on the problems rather than using your incredible brain and mind for solutions for right now in the present moment and also in the future. Now, the reason that a lot of people don't like to plan is because we get hung up on the plan. We think, If I don't do this, it's something I'm going to use to beat myself up about later. And this is why so many of you have resistance to planning. And I understand this resistance. It is like every single thing in life. Everything is about balance. So this means planning, visioning, dreaming, feeling into what we want to create has a purpose And so does allowing ourselves to let it all go, be present in the moment, open to the possibilities that present itself so that we can create something that's even better than the plan we had in mind. And this is because the plan that we create is in many ways limited, just like we were talking about in episode 74, which if you haven't listened to yet, I recommend going to listen to that first because it's going to help you approach this in a whole new and hopefully more open and expansive perspective. But regardless of doing this, the plan is still going to be limited to some degree. And this is because the possibilities are infinite for all of us. There really is and are so many possibilities, more than you could ever imagine, more than you've seen all the other people around you doing. There is even more out there for you. There is so much possibility for all of us. And what planning does is get you to start feeling into the energy of what you want to create. 
So when we think of creation or what's also called manifestation, we know that this, the, one of the first steps that is crucial is being in the energy of what we want to create. And this, my beautiful friends, is what planning and creating an inspiring vision and dreaming does. It's also a way to exercise and activate your imagination because every single one of us are creative beings living in a creative universe and this is what we're here to do. And this part of planning, dreaming, receiving, vision creating is a part of the creative process. It's the receiving our ideas. And then we go about creating them and manifesting them and going about our lives and being open to the possibilities and being surprised by the ways that they show up. So I say all of this to you right now, because when we look at what we've created, we've got to remember that we had a plan in place potentially, or perhaps you didn't. You've gone and you've created anyway, all of the experiences you have. And that is a beautiful thing in and of itself. You've created, and this is what you're here to do. But let's go into this next year, 2020, or whatever the new year is for you when you're listening to this episode, and let's go in from this place of expansion, this place of energetic alignment with how we want to feel in the next year, and let's focus our attention on what we want to create rather than what's already been created. Let's continue to expand the possibilities for ourselves and then leap into the unknown. All right, everybody. So we're going to begin with the first part of this podcast, which is all about our year in review. And then I'll be taking you through the second part of this episode, which is all about feeling into our inspiring vision for 2020. The five areas we're going to talk about in each of these two parts are going to be the most important parts that I do as my year in review and as feeling into my inspiring vision for 2020. Please know that you do not have to wait a whole year to do any of these. I recommend actually going through each month and doing a mini review for each month and a mini planning for the month ahead. And as you'll know, Uh, or hopefully, you know, I like to do this using my cycle. So on the first day of my period, I like to do a review then, right? I like to review where I've come from and feel into where I'm going and then use my cycle to work through the four stages of of creativity. And if you're not experiencing a menstrual cycle, or even if you are and you prefer this, which sometimes I do as well, you can use the moon cycle. So at the first, at the new moon, That's when you start this process of reflecting on where you've come from and setting an intention for the cycle going ahead. It's a really beautiful way to keep focused throughout the year, to keep aligned with your higher self and your purpose and to create 12 amazing things throughout your year. Now, if you want to find out more about working with your cycle, go to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash menstrual magic journal and make sure you download your copy of my free menstrual magic journal that will take you through how to work with both the moon cycle and your menstrual cycle. And it takes you through how to work through a single project in a really simple way, going through the four seasons of your inner creative cycle. 
And if you want to know even more about working with your menstrual cycle, go back to episodes 54, 55, 18, and 19 on this podcast. And you'll also find some blogs on my blog about working with your cycle and the moon cycle. And also over on Create a Life That Is Beautiful TV, you'll find information there. And I love to share over on Instagram with regular updates about working with my cycle, what season I'm in. I share posts, I share stories. I share all sorts of things. So definitely, if you're not yet following me over on Instagram, go to at Letitia Ringe and also make sure you're subscribed for my newsletter. Okay, everybody. So welcome to part one. We are talking about how to do a great year in review. So the first thing that you want to go to equip yourself with as you start your year in review is to make sure that you are doing this from a place of love. Everything you've experienced is perfect. Everything you've achieved is perfect. Everything you've learned is perfect. And all of the failures are perfect too. We do this from a place of love, a place of self-acceptance. And remember, freedom is self-acceptance. When we accept ourselves and we accept the results we've created, we empower ourselves to create even more results that are the ones that we want. So we got to do this from a place of love. So what do you need to do right now to approach this year in review with from a place of love? Whatever that answer is personally to the question for you, do whatever you need to do to bring yourself to that place right now, because I do not want this to be something that you're using to beat yourself up. It's all been done, right? Every You can't change the past, but you can change the way you perceive the past. You can change your perception of it. And that's what changes something from good or bad. When we can look at the last year and go, oh my gosh, I've done and learned so many amazing things. I'm so proud of myself. You are coming from a place of love, even though you know that you're capable and that there is so much more possible for you. But we've got to come from this place of acceptance because that is abundance. Acceptance is abundance. Okay, so step number one. This is my favorite part because there's so much that we forget that we have created and experienced throughout the year. So what I love to do is our first step is go through all of the highlights from your year. Now, the way to jog your memory is to go through your calendar and you think that's going to take forever, but just like look at each week or put it on the month view and remind yourself of the big things that were happening. This is going to jog memories and you'll be like, yeah, I met this person. I went to this event. I achieved this thing. I learned this thing. I had this huge aha moment. Write them all down. So I like to get a blank piece of paper. I like to write each month, January, February, March. And as I go through my calendar and my memory, I just plop them into the space for each month. Now, you can also go through your photographs, which I've also found really helpful. Now, again, I'm not looking at every single individual photo. I go to the month, you know, how you can view each of the months and I go, oh, that's right. I went to this place and that place and did this thing and that thing. And then as I look at my year, 
the where I usually start off is I think, oh, I didn't really know what I did. I didn't do that much this year. You know, I, you know, there's so many things that I wish I had have done. But then when you go back and you actually look at what you've done and how you've spent your time, it's incredible. You realize, whoa, this, you know, this whole month I was dealing with this thing. And then this month I was dealing with that. And then you start to understand why you are where you are today that, hey, I've been focused on all of these other things. Now, even when those things are, we assess that, you know what, I don't want to spend my year doing all of these things. You know what, I prefer not to have spent my time on this. That is wonderful because now you've got information that you can use for your next step going forward, but you've still got to love on what you chose to do in the past because you otherwise, like I mentioned at the top of this episode, you're simply beating yourself up and wishing you'd done things that's already been done. There's there's no use using your brain power to create more problems for yourself. Accept where you've come from and what you've done and choose to see it through eyes of love and compassion for yourself. And that simply means accepting accepting you, accepting what's been. And maybe you'll actually discover that what you've done and where you've come from isn't as bad as you thought. Okay. Now I am kind of coming into this episode with the assumption that we're going to wish that we had done more than we have. Now that doesn't mean that you, that everybody will. You might come in being like, I was a badass this year. I've I've created so much and I'm so proud of myself and I want you to shout that to the rooftops. Supercharge that. Tell everyone about it. Get on social media and tell your communities and your audience. Make sure people know what you're celebrating. This is a regret of mine this year. I commenced the year sharing about my successes and achievements, but throughout the year, I haven't done so much of that. And I want to make sure I bring this back as a regular practice because it's so important to celebrate ourselves and to celebrate your community and your clients for all of their results and learnings too. So you'll see me doing more of that. So for you business owners out there, that's a that's a hot tip. It's a great way to help you create this high vibe community, making sure that you're celebrating one another and the communities that you're a part of, make sure you celebrate the people there as well. So go back as step number one and write down all of the highlights from this year. What were you doing? What were you creating? What were you achieving? What were those aha moments? Put them all on a piece of paper divided by the months and just witness all of the amazingness from this year. You will feel so great just by doing this step. I'm so excited to hear what comes up. And let me just share a couple of examples in case you're feeling like, I don't know if this is something to include on the highlights list. It can be anything and anything, (laughs) anything and everything. It could be an amazing book you read that just changed your life. Like for me in January, I read Michelle Obama's Becoming and it catapulted me into a January that was just so amazing. I was so activated. So I would say I read that book and this is what it led me to do. I launched these scholarships, which I ended up, I've, I've actually given almost $10,000 of scholarships this year and giveaway prizes. 
on top of that, which is just amazing. And it's been so wonderful for me to do throughout this year and for that to be my way of giving back to my community. You might have gone to a wonderful holiday. You might have gone to a particular event that you just loved. It might have been a conference or a workshop. You might have launched something in your business. You might have spoken on stage like I did the keynote speech in July for my coaching academy. You might have won an award like I did in March from my coaching academy. You might have moved somewhere like I did in August and then moved again and then again and again. All of these things put it down on paper. You might have had a really important realization like I did the moment I realized that resistance is actually an opportunity to co-create and is an invitation from the universe of something even better for you. And that happened for me. That learning happened for me back in November. So I pop this all on my pieces of paper, trainings I did, coaches I've worked with, conversations I've loved. I put it all down on my paper. Now you could also go through your messages if you needed to, too. If there's someone that you speak to and you share about what's been going on, that could be a way to jog your memory. So go back, do the highlights, and then let's move to step number two. The question to ask yourself here is how did you expand this year? So for those of you who are doing this now with me in 2019, how specifically did you grow and expand in 2019? Now, a way you might like to answer this question is if you are the kind of person who set yourself goals and intentions, you might look at how those goals and intentions were manifested throughout the year. This will be a really interesting thing for you to explore. How did they manifest in unexpected ways as well, most importantly? Now, if you're someone who doesn't usually set goals or intentions, you could ask yourself, well, how did I grow throughout the year? What did I learn? What did I overcome? What new experiences did I do? What newness did I experience in my life in general? And take some time to look at the growth. This is actually a really beautiful way as well for bringing yourself to that place of acceptance, maybe forgiving yourself for some things that you look back on and you say, I really wish I didn't do that. Well, now you have the insight and you have that wisdom. And that is a wonderful thing to have. And that is a way that you have grown. So pop down, brainstorm all of the ways you've grown this year. And you're going to be amazed by just how much you have grown and expanded throughout simply the course of one year. Now, of course, we are thinking about our life as a whole. So we're talking about our lives and our businesses. And if you are a longtime listener of this podcast and you do not have a business and you have no intention of having a business, of course, you can use everything we're talking about today for your work or career or role as a parent or a carer or whatever it is that you spend your time doing. This is applicable for all of us because I look at everything holistically. So how have you grown this year? Now, for me, I might answer this question looking at how have, how have I grown in my relationships? How have I grown within my business? How, what lessons have I learned? How have I grown within my relationship to myself and my health and my body? How have I grown in terms of my finances? And I will reflect on what are some of those lessons. 
Like, for instance, I remember this year when I learned that launching, I needed to decrease the importance around launching. When I realized that launching was really going to be a part of my life and my business all the time, and that actually I could be launching like every single day of my life and that would be totally fine. And I, my brain started to freak out and I thought, how can I cope with this? Because launching feels so huge to me. It feels like every single time it's this big energetic output. And so I realized at that point that that was the problem is that I was giving launching too much importance. And if I was going to set myself up in a sustainable way in my business, I needed to make sure that I was launching in a sustainable way. And so for me, that looked like a decreasing the importance. Now, this realization for myself was so important. And then of course, I was able to then carry that through to the coaching that I do with my my business coaching clients. And that's been so such an important lesson for not only launching, but for so many other areas of life for myself and for my community, not even just about business, but outside of our life. You know, is there anything you're giving too much importance? Reduce the importance and that's going to help you overcome the resistance. So that's a way that I've grown throughout this year expand the possibilities of how you can answer this question and look at what those unexpected growths were. All right, then step number three is to look at what were your most common emotions throughout this year? So typically we experience about three emotions on a day-to-day basis that we're just simply, they're so habitualized. We're just so used to feeling the same way that what we do is we then take action from that emotional space, but we also take actions and think thoughts to fuel that same emotional space. So what can happen to us is that we can get stuck in the same emotional frequency and not see possibilities outside of that emotional frequency. So what I want you to do from this place of review and acceptance is have a look at what were those most common emotions for yourself. And you might want to ask yourself, what are the most common positively charged emotions, like emotions that make you feel good and also get things done? What were the most common emotions you experienced of those? And then what were the most common emotions that you experienced that are negatively charged or even neutrally charged? What are those emotions? But it's always great to first ask yourself, what were the most common emotions that I experienced full stop? Because you might realize that you either have more positively charged emotions or that you've got more negatively charged emotions. And if that's the case, that Two, it gives you awareness when you choose to accept it and you can look to in the next year and from this day forward to look for how we can create the emotional energy and space that you want to be in. Now, what we also need to do here is if you are noticing particularly negatively charged emotions occupying your emotional energy, you want to ask yourself why. Why am I experiencing this emotional energy? 
And remember, you want to ask why not to beat yourself up. I want you to ask why to identify what the thoughts are that are contributing to the creation of that emotion. Because all of our emotions are being created by our thoughts. Yes, we also do have our body and our inner voice communicating through our emotions as well. But we are also contributing and fueling our emotional state, which is most of the time very much mind-led through our thinking. So you want to ask yourself, what have I been thinking that's been creating this emotional state? And then once you identify what those thoughts are, the next time you start unconsciously thinking again, because you've now directed the ship, your mind to those thoughts, you will most likely become aware of them. And then you can stop them and stop the momentum. And you can say, huh, How interesting. I'm thinking that thought again, and I know that this is what's creating the way that I'm feeling right now. And because the way I'm feeling right now isn't supportive of how I want to feel, and therefore these thoughts are not supportive of how I want to feel, I know that what I need to do is consciously direct my mind to new thoughts. At first, it's going to be uncomfortable, but through repetition, we create new subconscious and then therefore unconscious programs within our mind. And so that requires new habits being formed. Now on this point, if anyone wants to learn about how your mind works, why you feel the way that you feel, how to create long-term solutions for creating new ways to up-level and transform your mindset, I have an incredible course that you can go and invest in right now that will teach you everything you need to know about how to understand and up-level your mindset. It's called the Mindset Makeover, and I've designed it to complete over two weeks. You have eight modules, and they're all designed to implement immediately. And then you have a mindset plan that you can use and take with you every single day, every single year, month, like I do to help you keep up leveling and upping that upper limit we all have inside our minds so that you can keep creating more and more possibilities for yourself. I also have a whole bunch of meditations. I teach you all of these meditation tools and there's a special training just for entrepreneurs. And that's because this program is for anyone. I give examples about how to help yourself feel better in relationships, to help yourself also manifest the things that you want in your life and be in that state of flow and abundance and how you can make quantum leaps immediately in your thinking just by using these simple shifts that I teach. Mindset really is a superpower of mine and it's because I've had to find and learn and implement and discover how to manage my mind because I am someone who has suffered with depression, suffered with anxiety, been such an over-worrier and overthinker and over-analyzer and it stopped me from creating all of the things I wanted to create in my life and from showing up as the beautiful person that I am and am here to be seen. So if this is calling you, head to LetitiaRinch.com forward slash mindset makeover. I think it's the perfect gift for yourself at this time of year and go into 2020 with a mindset that actually supports you to thrive. 
And if you're one of my Mindset Makeover students or clients, you know how transformative this work is. So hey there, lovely. (laughs) All right, let's get back to our five steps. So that step number three is to ask yourself, what were the most common emotions that you experienced over the past 12 months and just bring awareness to to them. Ask yourself, why was I experiencing this emotional state? And ask yourself, what were you thinking? What thoughts were creating this emotional state? And this is just going to bring awareness that you can use information data that you can take with you when we get to the planning part of this episode. All right. Step number four, ask yourself what worked in 2019. Now, again, when you ask this question, I want you to use your imaginations. How can you explore this question from so many different angles? How can you think outside of the box? So ask yourself what worked, answer the question, then ask yourself if I explored this from a different perspective, what might I also include here? For example, what worked? Have a think about where you felt the most energized in your life. Think about all the different areas of your life. In your business, where were you the most energized? In your relationships, who were you the most energized to be around? In your finances, what energized you the most? When it comes to creating things, which part of the creative cycle energized you the most? When it comes to health What foods made you feel the most energized? What movement and exercise made you feel the most energized? Like what vitamins made you feel the most energized? What self-care practices? Just get really, really curious. What actually worked this year? If you reflect on those highlights throughout the year, what was working about them? So for instance, you might discover that, look, My highlights were when I was traveling and it was traveling for these specific periods. And so I know that traveling for me in this way is what energizes me. However, I noticed that when I spent too long in a place or too short in a place that drained me or when I did too many things while I was traveling that drained me as well. What social media accounts did I follow that energized me? Who did I work with that energized me? Now, If you're a coach listening to this episode and you have not or are not working with a coach and it's been a while, I strongly, highly, like everything, I just want, I really want you to know it's so important to be investing in whatever service it is that you're providing. So yes, therapists do need therapists. Coaches do need coaches. And actually, I think we just need all of these things, right? We need coaches. We need healers. We need therapists. We need all of these wonderful support systems in our life. So if you're a coach though, in particular, and you haven't worked with a coach before, or you haven't invested in your own personal growth or business growth in a while, please do yourself a favor and go and get coaching support. Please, please, please do it for your beautiful self. You so deserve it. Coaching helps you expand the possibilities for yourself. It's such a beautiful, beautiful way to support yourself in your life. And if you haven't had support in your business, I highly recommend also making sure that you get that support Getting business support is so much more important in the early stages, especially of your business and ongoing, because we always need to grow and expand. Otherwise, we just get totally bored and unfulfilled. 
in order to go to those next levels, you need to have people to help take you there. And so like when I started my business, and I'll talk about this in one of my later episodes, I did invest in coaching. I've always invested in coaching because I know it's important to invest in what you are also providing, but I didn't invest specifically, although I did get help with it on like as an aside, I didn't invest specifically in business coaching and also doing like amazing business focused trainings. So I had to learn everything myself and spend a lot of time trying to figure it all out, ultimately to only go and get support later on, which had I had all of that support earlier, I would have overcome so many obstacles I ended up wasting my time on. And I would have just had even more success. Like I've had a lot of success in my business very, very quickly. And it's because of a lot of different things, which I share some of those with. And I, as I think of more of them and become aware of them, I try to share those with you as well. And there'll be more of this coming up. But had I had that coaching support earlier on with business specifically focused support, I would have like just supercharged my results. And I know that. And so that awareness, rather than beating myself up for that realization, all I know now is that this is something that I invest in every single year. And for me, it's like every single six months, I'm investing and almost always working with someone on my business. And so that meant learning about sales and marketing as well, right? And being able to do all of these things that we need to be business owners. But most importantly, I believe that what we really need is to understand our mindset. And so that as a business owner requires having that direct coaching support, whether it's one-to-one or in a group, uh, because we can't see outside of our own mind. So we can do so much by understanding our mindset. We really do need that. Like, I feel like that just needs to be a given for everyone. But then when we really want to go and grow in big ways in our businesses, nothing can replace coaching support. And of course, one-to-one coaching support is so incredible, but group coaching support also is incredible in its own way. Yes, you get coached as well, but you also learn from the group and see that, oh, other people are struggling with the same things as me. And that means I'm not alone. And then you are just a bit more accepting of yourself. One-to-one coaching, it's like the even more supercharged environment. So I mentioned this here because coaching is something that if you're a coach or if you're a business owner and you want to create new and better results for yourself, invest in your coaching and it supports you across your life as a whole. Now, of course, if you want to know more about coaching with me, I am currently enrolling for my 2020 program. It's going to be closed very soon though. So if you're listening to this, go to LeticiaRange.com forward slash coaching. You'll find all the details there. You'll see how you can book in a consult call with me. This is for my holistic business coaching, which means that we're focused on business. However, we look at your life as a whole. So if other things come up, we talk about those because if it's showing up in your life, it's showing up in your business for sure. And I, I infuse all of my interesting combination of experience, the practical stuff with the mindset, with the feminine energy, the masculine energy, the cyclical wisdom, the intuition, like all of the things. And, um, yeah, I'm really honored to be able to share in this way because I love supporting other women create successful businesses. 
All right. So after you've looked at what worked and you're looking at all the different areas of your life and you're thinking about, you know, what books did I love? What sort of support? Or did I hate books? Did I like audio books? Like, did I like reading books? Did I love spending time with my friends? In what way did I love spending time with my friends? Like get so curious about the intricacies of everything. Then our fifth and final question is what didn't work? This is so important to consider as well because we have now a full package of information from this review that shows our celebrations, it shows our growth, it shows our emotions, it shows what was working and what wasn't working. So we have this full overview. Now, I personally dive into a lot more questions for myself, but I wanted to keep it really simple simple for everyone here today because I know we don't have a lot of time. I will be providing some more questions for you all in a year in review and 2020 vision creating workbook, which I always provide one of these every single year to everyone subscribed to my newsletter. And so that's why I say, make sure you're subscribed because it's going out. And if it's after the the point when um, you're listening to this episode and I've already sent it, just send me an email, make sure you're subscribed though to my newsletter and let me know, Hey, I'd really, really love that workbook and I'll send it across to you. Okay, so what didn't work this year? Step number five. Now, again, expand the possibilities of how you answer this. So go through what didn't work so well for you. A great way to know what didn't work is to ask yourself, what drained my energy? Now, that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing that things were draining your energy. It's just awareness again. What drained your energy? What activities drained your energy in your business? What clients that you worked with drained your energy? What drained your energy in your relationships outside of business? What drained your energy perhaps in collaborations? What drained your energy in your finances? What drained your energy in your self-care routines, your food, your workout? Like asking all the same questions that I mentioned for what worked, but asking the same question about what didn't work, what drained me. You can look at what emotions drained me. Equally, you can do the same thing for what worked, what emotions energized you. Get really, really, really curious from a place of I'm the observer and I'm here to love and I have so much compassion for all of the things that I've done and I'm here to learn. So be more objective about it. What didn't work? What didn't create the results you thought they would create? What did you do that was maybe from a place of real hustle and attachment and stopped the results from being created in the most easeful possible way? What thinking didn't work for you? Get really, really curious about all of the things and lay it all out on this beautiful piece of paper. And then before we go into the next part, just go back and have a look at it all. Like just witness everything you've learned here all of those highlights, all of the growth, all the emotional energy, what worked for you and then what hasn't worked for you. And remember that now we have this awareness, we can use it to create intentionally for the year ahead and the, and today, right? Right from this moment. Okay, so 
As we move into part two of this episode, which is all about feeling into an inspiring vision for 2020, I want you to remember the importance again of thinking outside of the box. So remember in episode 74, I spoke about how we unintentionally create these identities for ourselves, which means that when we look at the possibilities for ourselves, even in our dreams, we look at them through the identities that we have created, which we may not be aware of. So I mentioned that in my business, I noticed that I was looking at my business and my life through the lens of I'm a coach. And this was limiting me because I'm a who, I'm a coach isn't who I am. It's a skill I have. It's something that I offer. But who I am is so much more than any labels or language could ever encompass. So I need to, to get back to removing these layers of identities I had created and become attached to, removing the label of coach, the label of healer, even the label of woman, the label of Letitia, all of the labels that I put on myself unconsciously, you've got to remove those and allow yourself to like dream again from a blank slate, be completely like this is You're at the beginning. It's a blank slate. Anything is possible. 2020, anything you want is yours. Let's just free ride it all out. Let's do this uncentered. Let's dream so big. Let's not limit ourselves by what we've seen other people do. Don't limit yourself by what you've seen your coach do. Don't limit yourself by what you've seen your friends do, your family, by what you've done in the past. Think outside the box or Always be asking yourself, what can I do to disrupt these programs so that I can create more freedom and more possibilities in my life? So when you've got this perspective and you feel like, all right, I'm ready to approach this feeling into 2020 from this place of expansion, let's start dreaming and let's make sure this dreaming is uninhibited. Now, the reason I've called this feeling into an inspiring vision for 2020 rather than creating one is because I want you to really see that what we're doing here, it's not about being fixated on the dream, the vision, the plan that we're creating. It's simply about feeling into it. It's about becoming an energetic match for what you're calling in. The specifics of how this shows up in your life will be different to what you're imagining now. And that is totally okay. And the reason it's okay is because there is so much more than you could ever possibly imagine in store for you. And it's all in store for you. It's there to support you and your growth as a human. It's there to support your abundance. So we've got to constantly break down our limits to abundance. This is what making money is all about. It's a process of removing our limits to abundance, our limits to wealth, our limits to money. So think about this in the same way when we think about abundance in a more expanded way. Abundance is everything that we create. It's everything we experience. It's everything we have the pleasure and honor of witnessing in this life, in our businesses. We are in an abundance universe, in an abundant universe. We live in an abundant world. You are an abundant being. Abundance is creation. Abundance 
is exactly inherently our essence. It's who we are and we are creative beings. And as business owners and entrepreneurs and humans, of course, we have this ability to create. So even when it comes to money and wealth, this is what I love about being an entrepreneur. There are no actual limits upon me. If I want to make more money, I can go and create that. And that's an incredible skill to have. Now, you can also have an entrepreneurial mindset within a job, of course, and you can go and create more opportunities and abundance for yourself within a job as well. What I just love about being an entrepreneur, because we focus so much on all the risks and all the fear and all of the limits, I want you to see that there is actually just a world of possibility out there for you. Like it's so exciting. My dreams are so big. They're so huge. And sometimes they feel so scary. And I'm going to start sharing these with you. I've got episodes coming up for you all to talk about this. I want to just, we've all got to start sharing what we want. It's okay if they don't happen in the way that we thought, because so much more is intended for us. But to get in that emotional state and to start believing that it's possible, and to start getting your mindset on board, you've got to start dreaming. You've got to allow yourself this experience that we all have. It's so natural to us. So let's go in with this expansive thinking and just blow our minds about what's possible. You can tell I'm so passionate about this. Like, In my one-to-one holistic business coaching program, I go through a vision setting session. That's really hard to say, by the way, vision setting session. And we spend two hours. It used to be 90 minutes, but I've upped it to two hours because we just need longer to go through all of this. And we go through like the nitty gritties of everything. I get you to expand your thinking in so many ways. And it's just my absolute favorite thing to do. Like... I'm getting excited just thinking about it now. So I'm so excited to do this vision part and all of this year in review that we've just done is so important to get you there. Now, please know that what I'm teaching you today is what I've been doing at the very core of my business journey since the year that I launched my business in 2017 up until now. This is the core of what I do to make sure I create the things that I want to create each year, even though it shows up in totally different ways. And I don't get everything on my list done, but that's okay. You've got to let the plan go after. The point isn't to be limited by the plan. The point is to start planning and dreaming and visioning right now to expand the possibilities for you. Then you can let go of the plan, all right? Unless it feels expansive to, to stick to it. So step number one, I want you to ask for 2020 or the next year or the next chapter, whatever you're exploring when you listen to this episode, what are your top values? Now you can have five values. You could have three, you can have more. I suggest limiting it to up to three values A way that I also like to explore this is I looked at and I teach this in a couple of different programs I've run before is that you divide your life into the different categories. I think I usually have seven. There's business or contribution. There's health. There's money. There's relationships. There's like my spiritual connection to myself. There's 
extracurricular stuff and I think my relationship, like my family and my home, um, that, that, yeah. Anyway, you can create your own categories if you want. I'm always changing these things, um, forever changing and evolving. Um, or what you can do is just say in my life as a whole, what are my top values? Now I like to you to think of values as also emotions, right? Like things that I can feel in my body. So for instance, one of my top values is freedom and it's probably one of your top values or it might be, or there might be another word that's like freedom that you prefer. So usually our values are these feeling-based words, right? So fun, radiance, magnetic, like any word that feels so great to you that is so important, but they can also talk about our priorities in life, right? So it could be family. It could be your connection to yourself and to others. You might have words like sustainability or environmentally friendly that for you are one of your top values. Write them all down and just brainstorm. What are my top values? And then narrow it down if that feels good to a list of maybe three to five values, or you can think about these in the different categories of your life, like I suggested. But then what I want you to think is for 2020, what is your guiding word for 2020 based on those values? Now, it may not even be one of the values you've mentioned there, but you know that there is a particular value that you want to embody in 2020. Write that down as well, because I always feel it's so I prefer rather than these values now is to have simply a guiding word. But I do believe knowing what your values are in each of your areas of your life is really important too. So for instance, I know that mine are fun, freedom and fulfillment, right? They're my values in every single area of my life. If something's not in alignment with those, then I know that it's just not going to work for me. But when it comes to what my guiding word is for 2020, it might be something like leadership. It might be motherhood. It might be expansion. It might be abundance. It might be magnetism. I always like to go in with a guiding word. So that's really two things in this question, but let's roll with it. Now, number two, and this is the fun part, then I want you to brainstorm all of the ideas you have that you would love to create in 2020. Now, sometimes it's great to not limit yourself here to a time frame. So just to take out the 2020 or the year or the time period that you've been thinking of as you listen to this episode and instead just brainstorm all of the things that you want to create, everything, write them down, think outside of the box, expand your thinking, just get it all out of your head onto a piece of paper, every single thing. One of my mentors, Brooke Castillo, she calls this a brain dump. And I love this, like just get it all out of your head onto paper and brain dump all of your dreams, all of your ideas. Ask yourself, if I had no limits upon my thinking, if I was thinking with new eyes, if I was like not inhibiting myself in any way, what would I be writing down here? So every single thing, if you're doing something in your business and you really, you have these other dreams that are like completely unrelated and you just can't see how they could fit in with what you're currently doing, 
Put them down on the paper as well. If you want to write a book, if you want to be a speaker, if you want a podcast, if you want to make millions of dollars, if you want to support specific charities, if you want to find a charity to partner with, all of the things, write them down on a piece of paper. Maybe you're like me and like acting was something I always wanted to do or playing the piano or singing and all of these things, like just get them out of your brain onto paper. And then we move to step number three. And step number three is super important and really, really hard. Well, it is for me anyway. You might be someone who finds this way easier. And if you are, let me know because I always need help with this. So step number three is to write down your top priorities. So when you do that brainstorm, you could brainstorm like in the different categories of your life. If that works for you, you can just do it all as a big blanket. If you choose to do the different categories, then what I suggest is you might like to choose across each category, like one priority in each area to focus on for the year. Or if you really want to have like one to three in a particular area, then that's totally fine as well, because there'll always be areas of our life where we're more focused on at any given time. And so like we create balance throughout like the course of our life through shifting to focus on one area over another area at certain periods of time. But I definitely want you to have a priority in each area of your life. So ask yourself, okay, from that brainstorm, go back and then highlight what are the priorities here? What What is like, when I look at it, it's like, yes, that's an absolute yes. And this, it's the t- this is the time now. And just make sure you've got one priority across each area of your life. And if you're just doing this specifically for business, then just ask yourself, what are those one to three priorities in my business for 2020? And make sure you've also got a financial goal there as well, of course. So, identify the top one to three priorities in each area of your life. If you have three priorities in every single area of your life, it's going to make it really hard for you to choose. So just allow yourself to highlight what is crying for your attention now, what feels the most expansive for you now, what feels like this is the time to do it and just make sure you've got something in each area and then highlight those, write them out, put them under each category and even then amongst the different areas of your life, you might want to then go and identify which are the real top priorities like and reduce that to one to three across all areas of your life and that's just going to help you know even though you're going to, you know, do the best to focus on other areas too. And like, obviously make sure you're looking after your health, looking after your connection to yourself, but it will show you what the focus of 2020 is really going to be for you. Like where a lot of the work is going to be. Okay. So now you've got all of that out on paper. Our fourth step is I want you to consider what do I need in order to create these experiences in my life? So when you ask yourself, what do I need? This might be, I need coaching support, for instance, or it could be, I need to learn how to do something and I need a training about this. It might be, I need to educate myself on these particular things. It might be, I need to reach out to this person. Ask yourself, what do I need? It could be that I need to change my thoughts around X. I need to feel this particular way. I need to 
equip myself with supportive thoughts and they look like X, Y, Z. So go through and ask yourself, what do I need? And use that creative part of your brain to think of all the ways you can support yourself in making all of these things you've listed down as goals or intentions for yourself, priorities throughout 2020 or whatever year you're focusing on. And then that brings me to our fifth step. Step number five is then to look at each of those top priorities. And I would just focus on your top one to three to begin with and ask yourself, how can I break this down even smaller? So I always love to take those big goals that I've set for myself. So for instance, it could be like write a book. But then I want to break it down into quarters. So I might map out my year in quarters and I might actually allocate different priorities at different times of the year. So I might have I have a priority for my business. I'm going to map that out and put that in for Q1 and Q2 and then a different priority for my business. I'm going to map that out in Q3 and Q4. And that way I'm spreading out these goals throughout the year in a more realistic time frame. But sometimes things are a slow burn, right? And it's going to take a whole year and it's going to, they're going to have different pieces to it. And so we actually need to map out the individual goal across the whole year. So you want to map that out. Like, what will you be doing in Q1? What will you be doing in Q2, Q3, Q4? For instance, if you've got a financial goal, you will look at, okay, what am I going to be doing to create that financial goal throughout the year? What will I be earning in Q1 and what will I be using to generate that income in Q1? And then what will I be doing in Q2 and what will I be doing to generate that income in Q2? Then the same for Q3, the same for Q4. It's really good to look at like the financial example because it just shows how we've got to break up our goals. If you put everything in Q1, then it's not a realistic expectation to put on yourself. So you can also then after you've got those top one to three priorities and you've broken them down, you've spread them out through the year in the way that I've just described, those other priorities in the other areas of your life, you can start to see how they'll slot in and how you can create space for them. And so you can start to get a holistic look of your life and your business as a whole and how everything could look for you. Now, remember, this is simply just a vision. It's just a starting point. It's a plan. It's like our preparation, but you get to completely ditch this plan. What it's just doing is showing you how it could happen. It's getting your mind to see and to start believing that, wow, this is like a possibility for myself and this is what could happen for myself. So it's so incredibly exciting because this plan that you're mapping out, yes, this is possible because if you've been able to imagine it, you're able to create it. But just think, so much more is in store for you, like even more than you can possibly envision right now. So with this information, what you now know is you've got, you know what your values are. And so that means as you go throughout the year, when you notice yourself not aligned with those values, you can, 
that you can use that to make decisions and to set boundaries. So you can say, look, that's not supporting me. It's not supporting my values. I'm no longer going to say yes to that, or I'm going to tweak it to change it, to bring it back into alignment. You can use your guiding word for the year and you can say, how am I expanding it? Like if your word is expansions, sorry, if your word is expansion, you can ask yourself, how am I expanding in this area and this area throughout the year? And it can help you to keep you on track with what's most important for you. And then that brainstorming has been so helpful to get all of those ideas out of your head, which are taking up all of this space onto a piece of paper. And remember that you can go back to this next year. You can even go back throughout the year and ask yourself, is something feeling more important now? But what you've done is you've used it to to make decisions about what your priorities are for the year so that you can focus on those rather than having way too many goals. And so you definitely don't want like any more than 10 goals. And I would reduce it as much as possible, like one to three main priorities. And the other things are just like icing on the cake and you'll let go of them. And because you know what they are, you have the awareness. So if there's opportunities that support that, you'll choose them and they'll be actually more likely to happen because there's less resistance and attachment to them. So that's actually a really great strategy as well. So now you know what your top priorities are for the year. You know what you need to support yourself. And when you think about what you need, you can think about what you learned from 2019 about what was working for you and what didn't work for you. So you can identify, well, what am I not going to do? And what am am I going to need? What am I going to focus on? What emotional energy do I need to be in to create this these priorities, right? To, to prioritize these different parts of my life, to create these experience for myself. So what emotional states will I need? What emotional state will I need to be in? Okay. This is nearing the end of the episode. You can tell that we're wrapping up now. And then finally, it's mapping out that plan of like when all of these things could happen to create space. And if you notice, look, this is totally unrealistic. I'm not going to be able to do all these things delete things, let go of things. That's always my hardest thing to do. Maybe it's super easy for you. Just make sure that you've got the most important priority, even if it's just one mapped out for you for the year. And it's going to give you comfort and start to build your belief. All right, my friends, I'm so excited for this episode. I'm so excited to hear. Tell me what were your top highlights for 2019? Share with me over on stories, tag me at Letitia Ringe or find the episode that I'm sharing for this podcast on Instagram or over in the Make a Difference Soul Tribe and comment and share with me your top highlights for 2019. I want to celebrate you and also let me know what one of your priorities for 2020 is because when you declare it, it helps you step up into the possibility of it. It's like, hey, I believe this is a possibility for me. I'm like so willing to talk about it, to tell people because it's going to happen. And that's where you need to be to create the results that you want. So come and share with me either over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe or share with me over in the Make a Difference Soul Tribe. And if you're not a member of the Make a Difference Soul Tribe yet, it's my free online community. Go to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash make a difference. It's for people who want to make a difference. It's full of coaches, healers, creatives, people who want to make a difference. We've also got people who don't have their own business. It's open for all. Just come along and spend some time with some heart-centered, like-hearted people. 
And then finally, of course, make sure that you're subscribed to my newsletter to get the vision and a year in review workbook if you'd like to go through that. Also make sure you're subscribed for both the Make a Difference Soul Tribe emails and my newsletter emails because I want you to receive notice whenever I'm doing a training like I've just recently done because it's the quickest way you'll hear about it because I often do these like like after I've recorded a podcast episode. So it's just like not quick enough to update you with. So make sure you stay tuned over there because that's where you'll find out about it. You'll be guaranteed to find out. And then finally, if you want to expand in 2020 in your business and your life as a whole, I invite you to check out my one-to-one coaching. Go to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. Make sure you book in your call ASAP because we're starting in January, the week commencing the 13th. And this is all going to be wrapped up in the next couple of weeks. So I'd love to have a conversation with you there about whether this is the right support for you and your business and whether where we've got the right match for me to help you create your dream that you want to create over 2020. And I'd love to see you there. All right, everyone, I'll see you in the next episode. And I can't wait to hear about your highlights and dreams for the next year. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive using my signature feminine essence framework. Just head over to www.letitiaringe.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.